welcome to the TechLink Health Podcast, an on-demand source for the top-trending healthcare topics and insights, delivered by key opinion and emerging leaders and as featured on the TechLink Health app. The healthcare industry is rapidly evolving, so our goal is to connect listeners to the most relevant insights, ranging from digital health to financial well-being to interesting side gigs. For more details, visit www.techlink.health. Hi, everyone. I'm Govind Chandram, and I'll be hosting this episode. This episode focuses on the next wave of innovations that will be helping to create the future of healthcare in a post-pandemic environment. Many of these technologies will create new levels of accessibility, engagement, and cost efficiency. Today's guest is Diana Kocheva, a startup consultant and head of healthcare digitalization services for a boutique consultancy with operations in the U.S. and throughout Europe. Diana, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Govin. My pleasure speaking with you tonight. Yeah, no, happy to have you here. Maybe to give our listeners some background, can you take a minute to introduce yourself in a bit more detail and tell us about your journey into the digital health space? Yeah, sure. So I'm working as head of medtech practice in Intellectsoft company. We are basically working as an outsource partner and we are doing everything from development, from design to QA testing. And we're working as technical consultants. We are not just writing code. That's what I really love about my company. Thanks, Diana, for the background. On the topic of technical solutions, what are some of the business strategies that you see clients working with, particularly during the COVID-19 pandemic? Thank you for the question. Uh, it's funny because if you have asked me this question in January, my answer will be totally different. But COVID gives so much power to develop the future of health and to change it. We definitely need to find new business models for the future as health plans shift their focus towards improving wellness. Business model transformation will speed up one or more three fundamental roles that will be value drivers of the transformed healthcare industry. Due to spread of coronavirus, we have faced a dramatic increases in healthcare data. Data is crucial element in every industry, but in understanding the current crisis and its effects, it's really important that widespread consumer push for stronger standards around data interoperability will prompt health plans to not only deliver access to a patient's health information, but to have consumers own and be responsible for their data. You can see this progress during the uh, first six months of this year. Talking about my industry, I'm mostly working as a technical consultant. There was a lot of uh, requirements when hospital chains were working within one country, even within one state, but they didn't have uh, data interoperability systems inside. I'm not even talking about hospitals in different countries. I can see that we will have more data in every industry, but in healthcare, it will increase. If we can unify and make one standard for data interoperability, it would be helpful in every industry, but in healthcare the most. One point that I want to highlight, this data should change the business model of healthcare. Uh, right now, when you're a patient, uh, you don't actually own your data, but I believe that this year will change the industry and we'll have access to our own data and we will have our own rights when we want to send it, where to send it, and how. 
on the topic of global access, and I, I mean access very broadly, access to healthcare, access to one's own personal data. There are many technologies that are attempting to create ecosystems that align with what's called the fourth industrial revolution, the digital revolution, and are in many ways location agnostic, for example, Uber or Airbnb. Do you think this is possible in healthcare? And if so, can this be achieved? And what do you foresee as potential challenges? Well, you should remember that, first of all, healthcare industry is still the most conservative sector. Uh, But from another point, every country has its own regulations, not even talking about countries. I remember working with a Canadian client, and we should adapt a medtech project to every region. It would be helpful if we can create one unified platform where we can save our personal data uh, safely. If, let's say, I know that doctor that I need a treatment for is working in Germany, I can just transfer my patient info via, I don't know, like two clicks. And doctor from Germany will understand it, first of all, just because, again, it will be uh, structurized properly and data management system will be unified. Second of all, this data can be transferred easily. I don't believe that in five or seven years we can come up to such solution. But I think we can have it maybe in 15 years. It will be really challenging to create unified regulations. So every party can understand that all the sensitive uh, information will be structurized safely. It won't go anywhere else except this platform. Okay, so my guess, in five years, we'll have such proof of concept and that will work between some countries. And in 15 years, we'll have global system, luckily. (laughs) where all our information, and it won't matter from which country are you, which citizen, you can just download this info, and doctor in any country will understand all information about you. Those are interesting points. What types of use cases are you seeing start to emerge in the push for common data standards, particularly in in Europe? For example, last year, I was working for Ukrainian government, and we have developed a national platform. We worked for three years to build from zero a national e-health system linked between every hospital, every patient in the country, where 30 millions of users were working every day. We implemented HL7 data management system. For example, if you're a doctor and you're working for government, then you need to put all patient info to the system. And you will have salary based on algorithm, which is calculating where you're located in which city or region, how many patients do you have. So it was also helping to sign contract between every patient. I mean, I don't know any person in Ukraine that was going to governmental hospital and they didn't have info in that system. It's something that I was really proud of because, like, for example, Norway... Uh, have developed such platform, but it took them 18 years to make it from zero. For us, when you have zero, (laughs) it's always easier to build something, not on top. There is still a lot of work to do. And now uh, a lot of different countries want to develop pretty much the same. Talking about, uh, again, standardizations for data management system like HL7, it's the biggest project in the world, not only within Europe. In Estonia, for example, it's really an uh, interesting case when you have perfect combination of technology plus engineers, plus you don't have a lot of people. <laughs> That's how sometimes 
I recommend my clients if they have some startup that is like really innovative and we need to get clients feedback first to understand if there is such need. I'm always recommending them to start from small countries. For example, Austria, for me, it's like the best example just because they are not too big and it's really hard to push them to try new things, something innovative. So if your marketing team or your developers have built like really great innovative product and it's working perfect in Austria, then you can go global. That's fantastic. You talked a lot about various technologies and different entities that are deploying these technologies. And I'm wondering, do you see a role for physicians or practitioners in the development and advancement of these technologies? For sure. It's talking about business side of every project and like product. You always need someone, not only technical, (laughs) but someone from the field. Someone from the industry, they can highlight and know the pain. They can highlight the problems from inside. I do believe that without practitioners from medtech sphere, you can't build any medtech projects. So even if you're doing some innovative product, you still need someone always involved in medical industry. And on the topic of the Ukraine transformation, what are some of the best practices that other entities or countries can leverage from that transformation? First of all, I really believe in blockchain technology. Uh, so one thing that I'm really proud about eHealth platform, and it can be a great example for another countries, uh, we use blockchain technology for saving personal data. For example, patient data is sensitive information. So we created backend where a user's data uh, will be saved in hashes. Even super admin can't see this just because all this data, name, surname, identical number, passport information, diagnosis, will be saved in different hashes. And it's in one chain. So if someone is changing any data, it's saving that this particular user changed this data. I believe that it's really important to work uh, with delicate information and you should be more strict uh, with all regulations. Also, what I really love in some projects that we have developed, we used uh, artificial intelligence for uh, saving doctor's time and help them to make correct diagnosis. One cool example right now, German startup, it's when you're collecting different X-rays and machine learning help to understand pneumonia in x-rays or where you can find different shapes that you understand that it's a disease there or maybe in the future. So they're analyzing it and predicting what will happen to, to the patient. Those are really interesting examples. You've talked about blockchain, AI, and machine learning. I'm curious what some of the most interesting solutions you've observed are. It's a project that we have developed. And we should start from the problem. The problem, not only in US, but uh, in the whole world during COVID, there was like no enough hands to uh, take care of every patient. So we developed smart emergency rooms. We put Raspberry Pi pretty much everywhere that can track temperature, humidity, how patient was breathing how they are feeling. If something goes wrong, signal goes directly to the doctor or to the nurse. It was helping and saving lives. 
And it's something that I'm really proud of. But again, I love working with blockchain technology. So one industry where I can see a perfect fit, it's pharmacy area. I have worked with a lot of pharmacy companies and I believe that everyone should have uh, benefits from the blockchain uh, perspective. There's so-called CCFC medicines. So it's like substandards, spurious, falsely labeled, falsified and counterfeit that continue to plug uh, the pharmaceutical supply chain. And we have found solutions to solve it uh, via blockchain. We ensure a chain of custody lock that can help track each step of the supply chain uh, at the individual drug or product levels. For example, Big Pharma currently uses several different software programs to manage drug supplies. The introduction of a blockchain system in which each participant controls a node on the network and each transaction requires a consensus would revolutionize the drug supply chain. When you're going to the pharmacy, you can see QR code on any medication and scan it and see which plant this medication was developed, how it was uh, transported, if everything was fine with environment, it can uh, revolutionize the system. AI will help save time of doctors. One of the greatest and least used resources in healthcare, but it's still really huge and fragmented knowledge base. But it's important to every hospital to have one platform where you can put all this information so every new nurse or doctor can find it easily. So there will be no efforts to find necessary information. This is the place where big data analytics and machine learning can assist. It's not just helping to structureize everything, but also can give personalized hints uh, in the context of patient care. When patient is coming to the hospital, if doctor will have all information about his previous checkups or family history, it will really help to make a diagnosis properly. We have worked and developed several big data platforms. Such systems can aggregate all this data. Super interesting points. When thinking about common standards, what are some of the differences between the U.S. and European markets? That's an interesting question. In U.S., you have really big problems with data interoperability. What surprises me that even one hospital chain Doctors inside this hospital chain, they have different types of information. Even though you have one ERP internal system for everyone, they all put uh, information differently. In Europe, there is still such problem, but because the market is smaller and they don't have such impact on medical insurance systems, the U.S. medical system, I can see that it has really great impact and influenced by the insurance companies. It seems like big data and analytics can certainly help us reimagine healthcare, both in the U.S. and, and globally. Do you foresee any potential adverse effects of automating jobs in medicine? How, how do we maintain the human element to healthcare? I believe that Human contact is necessary in uh, medtech because when you come into doctor, you're not just waiting for a diagnosis. You're also uh, waiting for, let's say, psychology support or how doctor is speaking with you. And most doctors have lessons and classes on how to speak with patient. So you can't automate this face-to-face -face talk. You can't automate people caring in a psychological way. 
but you can automate and you should structure data about all known diseases, symptoms, corner cases, and possible treatments. On the other hand, you will have raw data from real doctors about diagnosis of patients and steps that was taken during the treatment. You can automate data streams from medical equipment or wearables on patients. This can help you automate advice on the best scenarios or even predict the next steps for treatment. Again, saving time and making treatment more efficient. Medtech startups are booming these days if they are working with predictions. And I believe that in two or three years, every doctor in every hospital will use system that help to make diagnosis more properly and correctly. And second, predict the treatment. It's not the silver bullet and each case is quite unique, but with time, the system should learn more and it can be more intelligent and give doctors an ability not just built on top of their experience, but also from shared experience in real time. Doctors won't need to wait, go to the conference and talk with their colleagues about their interesting cases. Technology in such case will help to analyze data quickly. And I believe that it's really important. One major pain point is cost efficiency or the rising cost of healthcare. How can costs be controlled while increasing accessibility to health services? Usually when I'm speaking with clients, I start with cost efficiency because when you're working with big enterprises, it's number one question. And usually people are coming to us to digitalize their business to be more cost efficient. Even though we can't totally automize this uh, like area, but we can help save time. One more problem that we have faced during COVID is that you can't actually go to the hospital, but there are still some emergency situations or force majeures. So telemedicine can be a great solution for this issue. When you have a telemedicine application, it's making cost efficiency in the industry, and it's really important. I want to be respectful of your time. But before we wrap up, do you have any final recommendations for those interested in staying connected to the next wave of innovations within healthcare? Yeah, sure. I believe that we need to start from ourselves. If you see really interesting startup, try to use it yourself. It's number one advice uh, to start something new, just because we can only change uh, the industry by our work. For example, when I heard uh, about some mental health applications, I was curious, but I never worked with such startups uh, before this year. I started checking uh, and I was finding uh, European analogs and also US analogs. Then I was checking which ERP system they are using because I can see that they were struggling. But I really love that COVID changed us all and everyone became more open. There's a lot of different communities can speak with professionals from every country and pretty much now everyone can find time. So don't be afraid to ask questions and check which technologies they are using these days. I was surprised to see how the technology giants, they're also looking into a health tech industry and everyone is trying to create a solution. So it's interesting, let's say, if Google is working in MedTech app about your heartbeat, 
then you should dive deeper into this problem and maybe you can find some bottleneck where your startup can be helpful. So I'm looking from such perspective. So Diana, thank you for joining us today. This was an absolutely fantastic conversation. I think we learned a great deal about your work in emerging technologies, both globally and in the U.S. Where can people find you or connect with you or learn more about your work? I'm always open for coffee, but during COVID, it became <laughs> harder. Anyone can find me via LinkedIn. My name is Diana Kocheva, K-O-C-H-E-V-A. Uh, I'm open for a partnership or collaborations. I'm always helping startups to find the right team. Our experience is helping to make suggestions to implement in the MVP version or something that we need to add later. So anyone can ping me and yeah, I'll be happy to help. That's amazing. And with that, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode. TechLink Health is a healthcare advisory platform for consumers and organizations to stay informed with the latest insights while connecting with healthcare experts for telehealth, e-consults, and consulting services. For more details, visit www.techlink.health.